Have you ever wondered how the separate threads of your life fit in to one big picture? How the individual moments of challenge and triumph connect to one another to form the great meaning of your life? I am Anna Mullins, your Life Story Editor, and I'm convinced that making sense of our deepest pain can help us understand our deepest purpose. In my speaker training program and on this podcast, I help people weave together those confusing, often shameful pieces of their past, revealing the life-changing lessons that create their profound new story. Welcome to Unapologetic Stories, where secrets are out and the truth is in. Welcome back, storytellers. I have the most incredible guest today, and I'm so grateful that she is in my life and now on this show. She is Chervelle Camille. We will be talking today with Chervelle about boundaries, about creating peace and healing, and navigating the often harmful world of social media. Now, the irony, of course, is that Chervelle and I actually met through social media, on Instagram, online. And so we will also be connecting on that truth as well and trying to help organize or reconcile our thoughts around these very public platforms. Do they bring us together? Do they pull us apart? Who knows? And do we navigate this? How do we navigate this and stay firm in our own personal boundaries and wellness? Something that Chervelle teaches me constantly through her storytelling and wisdom through her own social media account. And I think also something that we share, how can those of us who struggle with our own continuous healing, either mentally or physically, arguably, I think that's everyone probably, how can we really show up in ways that is purposeful in these spaces? So let's begin by bringing in Chervelle. Chervelle, hello and welcome. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I would love for you, oh, well, thank you for being here. I'd love for you to start by just telling us a bit about you. Who is Chervelle Camille? Oh. <laughs> a big question. A huge question. How much time do we have? <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> um, well, I guess I could start briefly. I'm Chervelle is a woman who moved to Vancouver um, at the tender age of nine. Been here for 20, almost 26 years this year, actually. Um, um, and have been evolving ever since. So learning to navigate um, being a, an immigrant, a Caribbean immigrant here in Vancouver, even though I've been here much longer, it still is a bit visible <laughs> with that. Um, and just growing and learning and, and understanding the process of all of that, especially now within my mid thirties, everything changes as we go through each year. So that's who I am, but also I am very introspective. <laughs> I, I um, love to spend time out in nature. I like to say that nature is my crush, my greatest crush. Um, I love reading, good conversations and cooking and quality time 
well, actually love language, quality time and words of affirmation are my love languages, but I like to say with words of affirmation, it just needs to be authentic because I know when it's authentic or not. <laughs> Don't just tell me things because you think I need to hear it <laughs> to fill my tank of words of affirmation. Um, and yeah, I am an INFJ. I am, yes. <laughs> I am a type six in the Enneagram, which means loyalty, oh. um, with a heavy wing five, which means I love to research and write and, and uh, read and all those things when you go deeper into it. Yes. I love spending time with my niece and nephew. My niece likes to call me her BFF, which is probably true. Um, I am an auntie and a surrogate mother, not really, but surrogate <laughs> mother to many children. Um, yeah, I am a meditation and yoga teacher. Yes. I love the idea of mindfulness. I think I live my life in that way, which makes sense why I fell into teaching yoga and meditation. Yeah. The, the mindfulness piece, you say you live your life in that way. Do you have a sense of when did that, I mean, you and I just finished a beautiful conversation before we started recording about when you were only 11, when you experienced your very first migraine, which I know is not, maybe not necessarily a part of our social media conversation, but um, you are such a beautiful storyteller and your very most recent social media post was really around avoiding social media because it can trigger these migraines, which you've had since you were 11. And the way you described them to me in was actually quite mindful. It really was like you've, you've spent uh -oh. most of your life, I think probably contending with this pain, but um, take us through the importance of mindfulness for you oh. in your life, whether or not that's related to physical health, mental health, or even social media, but talk to us about mindfulness. It's interesting that you said that I was mindful in how I described that to you. I guess I really do live, <laughs> live it in my life without actually knowing it, to be yes. quite honest with you. Um, that just comes with being introspective, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it going through that and how I, how I walk through mindfulness with everything. I just think I come from the perspective of being aware of my surroundings and myself i'm i i'm very aware and self-aware but this will probably come from a place of wanting to also be mindful and aware of the other person as well mm -hmm. so i try to walk through how i handle things of like how am i dealing with this for me <laughs> but how is it also affecting the other person as well too? Um, I mean, it has its pros and its cons <laughs> because then it could come to the place of me thinking too much of how I'm worried about the other person and so on and so forth. But yeah, exactly. But I think I just always come from the place of really like, it is, it is honestly part of the introspective of everything. Like oh, just, being really conscious and aware of my surroundings and myself and what's going on and 
and how am I going to handle it? And right. And for me, I'm more come from a place of hearing somebody without trying to fix them. Uh, <laughs> a big lesson, big lesson there, um, particularly as it pertains to social media, because for me, uh, social media is just a breeding ground for people either living in judgment of us or starting to learn judgment of or trying to fix things that are really not within their realm of control and or ever should be. So let's talk a little bit about social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love your reaction here. <laughs> I love your reaction. And in the intro, I actually set this up to say it. What's so kind of ironic about this is I'm so grateful to kind of have you in my life and I'm always following you on social media. And I notice very much because I do this as well. When I don't see you on social media for a bit, I'm like, Oh, need to check in there. Cause I am, I am feeling like I might understand that this is a moment where she has to step back. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do that. So I don't know, your, your boundaries around this feel so strong to me that you're constantly teaching me. But we met on social media um, through a post that I believe um, really shifted my awareness in a big way, really, really shifted my awareness where I wasn't, as you said, being mindful of other people as much. It was more thinking that we were being mindful. I wasn't being very mindful. And then your post really shifted me and really pushed me back into that space of awareness and mindfulness for the person behind the social media editorial, so to speak. And that particular post, I don't know, I don't know if you title them because you're such a beautiful storyteller, but that particular post was, it started with zoom in, zoom out. But talk to me about that post and even read it if you feel called to that, just to take us back into that space. Yeah, I just pulled it out. So I guess I I can read it so that way I can bring myself back to that moment as well. But that was also a really pivotal moment. Um, It was quite ironic when I wrote that and how I was feeling and everything that transpired right after because it had what I what I wrote had nothing really to do with what was going to happen right after. Um, I was just feeling extremely overwhelmed. And I just, I think I also came from, came off of like a little bit of time, not really always being on Instagram, but there was just this heavy sense of pressure to just always (laughs) perform. And I'm not the type of person that is into performing or like doing something just to get attention. I don't like chasing after anybody. I just like, it's just not who I am um, because it's not fair to me and as well. So I guess, yeah, let's just read it. Zoom in and zoom out. I start with hello, hi to everyone, including all the newer faces here. Thank you for being here in some way. Today has been overwhelming. All of this has been overwhelming. Every day has been overwhelming. A nice break of today and work was speaking with my, my friend, Kat Njoki, when she, when she phoned Black people, Black women, check in on your pairs, sharing the overwhelm with each other is healing, not overbearing, it's releasing, uh, no, it's realizing. It's always 
It always has been. Nothing changes that fact. To be honest, all the new faces here, the amplifying has been overwhelmed. It has its pros and it has its cons. Almost as if, it, if I have this sudden reality where I have to perform and do, which in essence is what being black is. Having to do so we, have, we don't let down. I have you know that I'm me, Chervelle. And yes, I'm creating and evolving and birthing new ways of sharing what has been inside of me, of sharing my voice. Please know that I'm not rushing in order to make sure that I'm doing something as a Black woman in order to make sure people are happy and proud of me so that they remain present. I'm really not here for that. I've done that the majority of my life being in the skin, and I've had seven years of deconstructing that. And I don't plan on tarnishing that work. This woman, Chevelle, is my best friend and I love her too much to bring her through that again. So I won't be performing or forcing myself to post to stay relevant or, or on trend. Mm -hmm. I'm happy today was about amplifying melanated voices. I don't feel the need to force. The notion that this is our chance to show the world says, that, says to me that this is our only chance. And no, no, it's not. This is every day. This should be every day. So tomorrow or the day after, I will be back on these squares to amplify the voices of Melanated, as promised. Tonight, I'm going to finally eat for the day. Yes, actually. Watch the show to laugh, wipe tears, wipe these tears, and then meditate to settle my very heavy soul. Rest to rise. Um, I know. <laughs> so yeah, so beautiful and such a, a powerful moment brings me right back into that moment when I first read it. Um, I, I really, really love this. And I love the conversation around boundaries, particularly on social media, when there is this expectation, this expectation to perform and do, as you say really just, I, I hope that is a gut check for other people listening out there as well, that there are expectations when in this space, whether they're imaginary or real, mm -hmm. they are affecting us at a much deeper level. Mm -hmm. And talk to me about boundaries, about boundaries yeah. <laughs> related to social media, maybe, or just related to boundaries, emotional boundaries in general. How do you set those? And how do you know when you've maybe crossed your own personal boundary and need to take a step back? Mm -hmm. That is something I'm reworking and rewording and re-understanding actually. Um, boundaries is my word for 2021. Um, I usually have a word that comes to me every year and it actually comes around September, the fall, the previous year. And when I hear the word, I let it sit. And if, if it goes away, it goes, if it comes back, then I know it's my word. And then certain things keep happening that make me feel like, okay, this is it. I actually came up with pillars or pillars came to me of how I'm going to surround myself around boundaries this year. Oh. So the four pillars are patience, courage, rest, and depth. Patience, courage, rest, and depth. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me first about patience. When I'm talking about boundaries, it's not necessarily to block people off. Self-care is community care. When you take care of yourself in a form of boundaries, Beautiful. 
you're also thinking about how is that boundary affecting the other person. So it's not just you you're thinking about, it's you and the other person. Mm, There should be accountability still within boundaries. Patience, it's like, how do I find patience within that moment? If like, if, if something is crossing a boundary or crossing um, uh, something that I have developed for myself, like, like in caring for myself, like, I don't know, say somebody offended me in some way and that they shouldn't have. Um, then I, how, how am I going to, instead of like rushing and being so angry, how am I going to find my, my patience within that? And then that helps me get deeper. That helps me with my depth. That helps me in my growth as a person too. That helps me find my rest. I'm still relearning what, I mean, I have a whole year to go through these boundaries and something will always transpire where I will grow deeper in my learning and understanding with it, which I'm quite excited about because it helps me with my growth as a person. And I'm, and I like that. Um, but that's kind of where I've been with, with my boundaries right now, as in like, okay, how am I going to address this? I love it. And I love that you, your, this is, this is so much bigger picture here. Mm -hmm. So much bigger picture. Like I, I, as soon as you said that, that the boundaries is community care and self-care is community care. it, It feels like even that contradiction you set up, you know, we always imagine there's this visual of boundaries. It's like, we're putting a wall up between you and another human being. Mm-hmm. That's traditionally what we think of as a boundary. It's like, here, let's build a wall and then step back. And instead this more beautiful message, this deeper message is actually what we're doing is we're breaking down the wall mm-hmm. using that patience, right? Is having the courage to really open up into service and say the boundaries are care for you as well and in seeing that you have boundaries or in being more understanding I think that's a really beautiful reframe yeah I love what you just said exactly that's only what it is interestingly enough as you're talking I'm like I get why she has a crush on nature here I'm really imagining (laughs) in some very strange way very metaphorical but I'm like I feel like this is almost like trees in the forest is watching the trees grow they each have their own space and their own boundary around them. Gosh, yes, it's true. In a way, and they have to make space for one another as the branches yeah. kind of begin to maneuver or the wind blows it one way or the earth shifts and the tree moves. The other one makes space for the boundaries around that person. Like, mm-hmm. But they're still in community together. Each yeah. tree is still together. Yeah, they're so- all connected with each other but they still create that boundary because they are their own whole individual purse tree, right? Like their own individual tree there, but they're still connected. Their roots still touch. They're still within nature. They're still in community with each other, but they're still their own individual knowing Mm. tree. Oh, their roots still touch. Oh, how beautiful is that? Their roots still touch. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I feel like we're going so much deeper than social media. I'm almost thinking like, do we even want to drag it back to the social media conversation? They're like, we're taking it a big step further. We'll do it at some point, to be honest. <laughs> but it's so true, right? We're all just in that space of our roots are all touching. And somehow in some way or another, when we are witnessing each other out there in the world, in our own personal 
it, let's call it our little squares, right? Mm -hmm. Each little mm -hmm. squares on our little grid, we aren't feeling that the roots are as connected or we're not, I feel that way anyway. I feel like the, we don't see the roots. We're not able to see the roots, which is why I connect with writers like you on Instagram so much because I feel like we see your roots mm. in such a beautiful way. We actually are exposed to them and it makes me, at least I speak for myself only, it makes me feel so much more connected to you because you speak from such a place of authenticity and from depth and from courage. You share the hard times in your life. You share the times that are not so glamorous and not so shiny and not so, you know, look at me now. It really is the moments that take us through the life of real emotion. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, and actually, this is perfect for me to share. Um, for me, being on social media, I just, I just want to share like what's real for me. And I think that's why some people's roots squares as known as roots or whatever who they are aren't necessarily connecting all the time because it's not oh it some of it is just premeditated or very curated now hang on if you have a curation I get it it's totally fine like that's what's right for you it's your job probably yes no judgment media so no judgment there whatsoever you need to do what's right for you um but I feel like sometimes in some cases the heartbeat isn't there and for me I am so connected by that heartbeat by the beating of it and 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 yeah, that's why I love the nature of things so much. I just need to connect to the heartbeat. So if I'm not really feeling that, if I'm getting this sense of disconnection with people who sometimes feel a little fake to me when they reach out to me on social media, like the people I'm connected with and some of the stuff that I'm sharing, I'm like, I'm not connecting because what you're actually saying to me behind social media doors <laughs> in yeah. the message and then what you're sharing with when I'm seeing shared on your post right now is not connecting not aligned. Oh, it's not applying at all and I have a really hard time with that mm -hmm. um, and kind of what I was sharing with you earlier this is perfect um, so I wrote I wish to be on social media to share my thoughts on what matters to me without the pressure of engagement and the measure of likes it's a tool, not my identity. <laughs> it's just like, it, it really is. Like for me, when, when I'm on there, it's, I actually, like I have a spot in my notes where I write things out and it's just thoughts that come to mind for me and I just write it down. Yes. And eventually, I, like I sit with it. Or like I'm walking around and then a thought comes to mind. I'm cooking, a thought comes to mind, whatever it is. And then the thought actually becomes a full on like something that I'm like, oh, okay, you need to write this down. And the moment my hands touch and start typing, everything just flows out. So I just need to get it out. And it's just something more of a message. It's more of like just what is on my heart. And it has nothing to do with I really hope this person sees it, or I really hope that I get this many people that see it. Obviously that's helpful because it's a message and I want it to reach people, but it's not with that expectation or the pressure 
for me having all of this engagement, needing to have to, um, to promote it or whatever it is. That's not what it is for me. Like for me, being a part of social media is more about the connection versus all of the hype of engagement mm-hmm. with it. That's not what I'm there for. Um, and if I ever, <laughs> a moment that ever happens for me, I actually start to feel really like icky. Yeah. And then when I have that feeling, I know it's not me being my true self. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, that's the, it's the roots. <laughs> they need to touch and <laughs> they need, I need that heartbeat. And if it's not there, it's not aligning and it's not connecting. Mm. and like right now when it's not connecting I need to take some a step back and I need to just not be a part of it for a bit yeah and and do what I need to what's healthy for me and my rest which is my pillar yes so finding that courage to rest and not be there all the time because I don't have to Mm -hmm. and to find the courage too I mean what I it's this is so beautiful, Chervelle. Thank you so much for this message. And the heartbeat. I don't think I'll ever forget that. The heartbeat. Yeah, because it does. Your words, that's exactly what it feels like when, and maybe what I was trying not so articulately to say earlier was that is what comes through when I read your words. I'm like, there's a heartbeat in it. Mm-hmm. And because you're sharing in the moment that it feels like I want to be in service in sharing these words. But whether or not it makes it to social media or what day it makes it to social media or if it even does or, well, those questions are not the things that you're attached to when you're doing that writing. And I do think you can tell, you can really sense the difference when writing has a heartbeat. I just, I think that's such a tremendous message. And the other thing, I've kind of lost my train of thought here and that I was so drawn in by it. Um, But just this feeling of, rest as the pillar, rest as the pillar. One of the things that I think about social media a lot, and I mean, I have a platform, I have lots of people that are, I say lots of people, I do not have a a very big social media following, but it's enough people that it it makes it warrant sometimes this attachment to the engagement, the attachment to what if I did more? What if I said more? Would it mean more? Would it equal more success? And truly in my heart of hearts, I think, I don't even like asking myself that question because Mm. what I want social media to be is for connection. I want to be able to just feel story. I want to be able to meet real human beings. I want, as you say, the roots to connect. I want that feeling. Mm. Um, But it takes, it's hard work to detach from the outcome that is being portrayed, right? There is an outcome at at play. And what strikes me is that there is an inaccessibility. This is one of the things I keep in mind all the time is accessibility to even social media platforms, particularly for right now, like we're in the times of COVID and our elderly folk, for example, are the ones that are most vulnerable to COVID or at least one of the demographics most vulnerable. Um, And they don't have access to have social media, I shouldn't say they don't, but for the most part, they don't have the access to 
just the technology. They weren't raised with this technology. It's more difficult for their voices to be heard. And therefore, it's more difficult for the masses really to understand not just elderly, but even Indigenous communities and, and just access points to this. So that's part of what's always on my heart and mind about social media, too, is it, it's such an area where access to it is such a privilege that we need to remember mm. that we're not hearing all mm. the voices that we need to hear. Yeah. We're really not getting access to all of the information. And when we become so tunnel vision, where it's the only place where we get our information, share our information, oh. or show up, it is so, it feels so constricting mm-hmm. word, and it feels less expansive than it needs to be in order to take in the whole of who we are, the whole of even the little square. Who is that? Who is that person mm-hmm. behind the little square? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm rambling here, but I feel like- No, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I don't know where I'm really going with this, but I just felt it was, it, it felt important for me to say that. No, absolutely. There's a bigger it's picture. It's so true. It's totally, um, the accessibility. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, like some people are just feel so dis- disconnected, even if they're n- not from the, the older community, but just some people are like, I just don't know how to, how to be a part of this or whatever it is and mm-hmm. make things work for them, e- even if it's for work or whatever. It's like, it, it is hard for it to be accessible to some people. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Just don't, they don't know where they fit in it. Um, mm. I mean, I can I can attest to that. Like sometimes it is hard to know where where to fit in that, um, especially coming business wise. Because I don't do everything what everybody else does, <laughs> um, promoting certain things or whatever. Like I just it just doesn't sit for me to be honest. It, it works for some people, but it just doesn't work for me. And it doesn't sit for me in that way. Um, and which is why, I mean, like, I didn't know how I fit in. Because when I tried, it just wasn't working. And it was just too hard. So I'm like, this isn't what it is for me. And I don't want to keep trying. I don't want to keep pushing and chasing after it. Because, I mean, like, it, if I keep doing it, it's obviously not right for me be like if I'm feeling icky about it yes. that means it's not me being into my true self yes and with doing that because I'm only doing it because it's what everybody else does and it's what you're supposed to do yes. in order to xyz yes. right <laughs> and I'm doing air quotes but be successful yeah and I'm not the type of person for anything not even just on social media but if I if it's something I was supposed to <laughs> I'm just not <laughs> yeah, release. <laughs> not interested in it. It's like this is what you're supposed to for this or whatever. And actually, I feel like I wrote something about that a couple of weeks ago too. Like, just we have our categories and our thoughts of this is what something is and this is what you should do in order to blah blah blah. Mm. And it's just like it's a mathematical process for everything but it doesn't have to be that way because it's not linear it's not always that way and 
And I wish that we could just like, I wish things could just be more open to outside of structure. There's just so much structure over everything. And that just breaks my heart. (laughs) It just really does. And, and, and social media has a structure and of how things are. And if you're not, and that's kind of where I came from, actually, that post that resonated with you about the zoom in, zoom out. My, my follower account went from, I think like 700 and something to 1400 overnight. No, just doubled. It did. And I was like, where did all these people come from? And I did feel a pressure of, I was like, I don't want to feel pressure that I have to keep all of these people who decided to follow me overnight Mm. because of the Amplified Voices. Thank you to all of the people who shared and said, follow Chevelle. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. But I don't want to feel pressure to post all of the time, Mm. to talk about anti-racism, to do this, to do that in order to perform and make you feel that I'm credible for you to follow or for you to be around. Because I feel like that's how it always has been. I always needed to prove myself to whatever the case is in order for someone to feel like I was valid. So in order for me to be validated, I needed to prove myself. And that's not living. (laughs) That's not joy. That's so much pressure it is so much pressure and having that I all these people come around which is great I mean I obviously wanted to connect with more people and I want more community so that's awesome but I don't want to feel like I need to ask you what you want to hear from me in order to keep you around I don't want to feel like I need to um, share a certain thing that all the other, maybe other Black women have been sharing. Um, But that's their work. That's their job. That's what they set out to do. I'm not that person. I'm I'm a writer. (laughs) I am... Like, I like to spend time in nature. I like to talk about my niece and nephew. I like to talk about food. I like to talk about things that matter to me. Mm. And if so happened that one, one, at one moment that I talk about anti-racism, it will happen. But it's not something I'm going to do every day. It's going to be something that resonates with me within that moment. If there's a topic that comes around and I am just ruminating over it and processing it, maybe that will turn out into me having to share the words for it, like the words will come to me and I'll start typing it up and eventually maybe I will feel like it's something I want to share. Mm. And I will, but it's not something that I feel pressure over and having to share it with, like to, to do X, Y, Z all the time in order to keep people around. Yes, yes. And this is such an important message for white folks, especially white women on Instagram who are furiously kind of, you know, follow, 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 follow. And this is is a critical message. And I think for myself and for a lot of the listeners. So um, just a reminder that just because you're black 
does not mean that you speak to every black issue or that you have the energy to do so or the capacity or the the will or any of those things we don't want to or the want and we need to step back and remove set if you have it out there if you're listening some expectation Uh that black people and particularly black women owe you anti-racist work or owe you anti-racism knowledge or expertise or wisdom uh let this be let this be a moment to zoom out Mm. that's it right there the owing (laughs) zoom out there's no owing there's no owing yeah trees owe the forest nothing they just grow. yeah so interesting that you bring up the trees in the forest because um that's kind of where everything extends from for me so with my words each year like a couple of years ago so I think it was in 2018 um I saw just like on the tile my sister's bathroom um so visual like visuals speak to me so I see images so there was an image like every time I like I walked into her bathroom there was an image like a figure of a person on the tile and it hit me as in, oh my goodness, this person, like I just saw her coming up the mountain, but she was on the plateau. And around that time, I was actually coming out of rock bottom. (laughs) So for me, it was a visual of, I climbed up that mountain from rock bottom and I'm now I'm plateauing. So it was heading into the year of 2019 and 2019 was my year of let go. So for let go, it was kind of like, not like, again, it's not in the way that it's being told of like, just let it go, blah, blah, blah. It's more of removing, like a space feels too small and I'm I'm just growing bigger and bigger. And now it's just not where, not necessarily fit, because I actually don't like the fit in for it, but it's not necessarily where I need to be anymore. Mm. so it's just me removing the scales so as I was walking on that plateau of the mountaintop I was removing scales and coming to the end of the year I could see like a golden gate in front of me on that plateau so looking at that golden gate but it looked like there was a lock on it so as I got closer and it was actually coming to the end of the year so as I got closer um I it I realized that it was the gate was leading into a wilderness. Hmm. The wilderness was all the trees. So at one point, like I was just kind of sitting around one day and then I just heard like, I kept feeling like I needed to find a way to unlock the gate. But then I just heard Chevelle, do you really need to unlock the gate? Can you try pushing the gate? Open, maybe it's open. So I pushed it and it opened and I just envisioned myself kind of peeking through the guard, kind of like, you know, when a little kid just kind of like peeks through. So it's kind of just peeking through and gently walking through it. And then I just heard like, stop gently walking through it. Just walk. This is your wilderness. Like this is your space. Walk through it. So I walked through it and I like just feeling and being in that space was when I really started to grow more of a crush on on nature so everything was just connecting and then all I see are these tall 
trees and this oh, just like looking at their stumps and everything and the park and then the the leaves and everything the branches on the top and like that's just kind of what it is and then I closed my eyes and I was meditating and as I meditated I can just visually like visualizing myself floating on top and then connecting with the trees which led into this year because it was my year of expansion. Well, not this year, 2020 was my year of expansion. So it was like me just kind of floating on top and connecting with the trees. And then connecting with the trees, 2020 was the year of spending more time out in nature because of lockdown. And then connecting with nature was our healing. Yes. It's like connecting with the trees, feeling the heartbeat, connect, like just like doing the things that have a true heart Mm -hmm. rather than doing something for pressure and attention and needing to be filled with like me, 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 and give me this affirmation. It was just like connect with the heart. So I did. And I could just feel myself floating and, and just like, it's just feeling feeling all that nature and all of that has to offer to us. Yeah. And the resist and even just challenging the resistance, this visual of you, of this voice saying, maybe you can just push gently. Maybe this isn't, has never been locked. It's like challenging your own resistance that, I mean, again, I feel like this is way too deep to shrink back to some social media conversation. (laughs) But I think like you're just taking us to the, to lessons here, (laughs) but just, yeah, challenge your own resistance, challenge your own limiting belief around what is blocking you from accessing that sense of wilderness, your own freedom in a sense, right? Exactly. There's ease beyond the gate, I think. Right. And it was just like me being fearful of actually walking through the gate because I thought like there needed to be again. A mathematical process and how to open it like was I even worthy of opening this gate is this gate like is there more work that I have to do like am I done like what's going on and what's the wilderness because when you hear wilderness around that time it was kind of more of a, uh, a fearful thing of uh, like like a shame thing why are you in the wilderness is something wrong with you blah 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 like you know, are you depressed or whatever it is, it's just kind of wilderness had a type of uh, stigma around it. Mm. And so I was kind of afraid to walk into that, but then changing the dialogue of what the wilderness is, it was like, just open the gate. So you're going to actually experience something so much more different. So trust it. And so I did. And then walking into that wilderness, like the visions that I got from that, the things that just happened out of just actually being in there in a metaphorical way actually came out in a, in my reality too. And it was And it went beyond being a part of the wilderness, actually, because beyond that was an open city. And, but there was no way for me to get down. So I just heard step and then I floated and that was me expanding. So it was like, just trust it, walk through it because you're actually going to expand outside of being right here. Mm. Like you walked up the mountain, 
you, you from rock bottom and you walk the plateau and you were removing the scales that you that no longer were a part of you anymore it create it helped a, be a part it helped with who you were but it's no longer something you need to wear mm. so I removed those scales and walked through and led into my expansion so last year was my expansion and actually I have a photo in my room and I turned it around um, from what it actually is, the shape it is, it should be actually vertical, but I turned it horizontal. Um, and as I turned it horizontal, one time I noticed, I'm like, oh, that's my face. So I can see myself, but it's actually, it's, it's nature. So it's trees. Wow. It's trees. So it's like the trees is my face and I'm sleeping, I'm resting. Like I'm actually laying down on a pillow, <laughs> resting on it is what the visual is. And there's is actually trees, the roots of the tree shooting up. And it's like, and then I thought about it, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I really am a part of the wilderness. Like the wilderness is in me, like the roots and nature and everything is connected. And, and when so, you open that gate, it's like you can see yourself in it everywhere. That's what it is. Like, I really did. And I saw myself in it. And every time I meditated now or taught meditation or anything like that, it was me just actually sitting. I bring myself to actually being in the wilderness. Mm. So I'm sitting down on the grass, feeling the dirt around me. Yeah. And I can go like I have a light beam and it goes down to the earth center and comes right back up and it just connects with me and fills me up and I'm connected with it all. And that's where the heartbeat comes from and being mindful yes. and the mindfulness of it all. Mm, I love that, Shervelle. And that is, I mean, that's the healing, isn't it? I mean, we're all mm -hmm. thinking somewhere or another. I know your community and all the, it, on social media, my community on social media, even my community off social media, I think everybody's feeling the weight of fatigue as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who will resonate with what you're saying, which is like we're trying to expand, but it feels like there's a gate yeah. And maybe for some people, there's an actual gatekeeper. Yeah. Ooh. Actually moving through and, and trying to find your own sense of grounding in that. I know when I was at in my own kind of rock bottom meditation was one of the things that helped sort of pull me out of mm -hmm. finding nature and community within nature, who you are within nature, who you really are is what I like to say, who you really are, not who you are within a little square or a little grid. Right that is really that healing. And another really, I think, valuable point here too, about accessibility on social media, because those of us who have been in rock bottom moments, or maybe if you're listening, you're in one now, mm. where you feel, I talk a lot about my own personal depression, chronic pain, struggle, anxiety, trauma, those rock bottoms for me make social media inaccessible. Because mm. only healing my own healing that's needed for the depression, for the anxiety, for the trauma, for the pain, whenever, you know, you and I talked about migraines earlier, when that goes into pain mode, your trigger, your actual trigger to pain is social media. So the inaccessibility for people who have mental health struggles, the inaccessibility for people who have disability, who, I mean, there's so much with this mm. conversation we could probably record for hours. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of make this more succinct, this point, but um, I suppose what I'm trying to say is like, if you're in that space of rock bottom, if you're in that space where it feels inaccessible, then find a wilderness outside of it. Mm -hmm. 
leave social media alone. Put up your boundaries, as Chevelle says. Put them up. This is your self-care is community care in the end anyway. Mm-hmm. Find your patience. Find your courage to really push through that gate and go find your own grounding. And if that for you is meditation, beautiful. If that's yoga, beautiful. If that is just communicating with a friend that's offline, beautiful. Whatever that looks like. If it's cooking, if it's reading a book, like just <laughs> to do one thing, even if it's for five minutes, like just do something to help you find your own grounding and your own footing to realign yourself with, with, with you and, and your beat. Um, I mean, I, if I'm, I'm still going through it every day, right? Like it's, it's a constant learning. It's a constant learning and, but grateful that I have the tools and yeah, you, you set your boundaries and you, you make that work for you. Mm. Um, but yeah, within remembering that like you need to care for yourself and in, in, in any way that however that looks for you, it, self-care looks so different for all of us. It's not bat, bubble bats and candles all the time. If you have a six-year-old who is hollering at you at all hours, then yeah. <laughs> is not accessible to you. It's really not. I mean, you can just grab a candle and light it, say <laughs> some words with it. I mean, that's what I do sometimes. I <laughs> candles and say words to it. And that's just self-care right there. Yes. Whatever it is, right? Or like, actually, actually, as you just recently did and posted so beautifully, beautifully with a heartbeat, maybe your self-care is just taking a step back from the digital world. Take, yeah. take a step back from the stressors, take a step back from the triggers. Uh, it's not that we won't miss you because we do. And, and when Chevelle takes a step back, I often do wonder where I'm like, Oh, there's, she's taking her, she's taking her boundaries again. <laughs> she stepped away. I can, I can sense it, but um, it feels like such a great gift. In fact, you and I even planning for this podcast, both of us were like, we just had, we just had a week. Uh-huh. You had days of migraines, you were offline, you were off. I was dealing with some other stuff and other events in my personal life. And we were connecting last night, just saying, I'm actually just a little bit grateful that we didn't have email replies that I just knew I knew in your non reply, I was like, wow, that just gives me the grace to be able to non reply. It all just gives me that flexibility and freedom to know that we're just human beings navigating the world. And if we record a podcast, you know what we're going to do? We're going to record it with this kind of heartbeat. Right. It doesn't need to be overplanned. We're just going to, we're going to get together. Everything will work out because, you know, no pressure, no pressure, <laughs> just no pressure, no expectations. And it felt like this deep breath, this deep sigh of relief of just knowing that I'm having, getting to have this beautiful healing conversation with another person who just gets it, mm-hmm. understands that you know, like you don't reply. there's no, <laughs> you don't need to reply all the time. We're still there. We're still connected at the, at the root source. So I would love this conversation has been so nourishing. So, <laughs> so great. I feel like I need to have you back so that we can have like a part two here. Love to. Um, what I would love to sort of wrap with today um, on the, on the topic of healing and what that feels like. And um, is this poem 
that you had posted on social media, how poetic and ironic will end with that, this beautiful heartbeat of a poem. And the, ca- the actual photo that it went along with, I believe said, hurt happens, but so does healing. Did I get that right? Hurt happens, but so does healing. And then there was this beautiful caption underneath it with a poem entitled so does healing and I often finish these episodes off with poetry I love poetry and writing and so I thought maybe you could end our episode today our edit with your poem so does healing if you feel comfortable doing that let me just make sure that I got I got that quote right yes hurt happens but so does healing right you're reminding me of so many things <laughs> you write so much I've got screenshots of things and save them in my favorite <laughs> but hurt happens and so does healing hurt on social media boundaries can exist hurt happens mm. but so does healing man does it ever so this yeah the hurt the the, the image is actually is from Alex L who's also a really great writer. Hurt Happens, but so does Healing by Alex L um, in the photo. And then I wrote, so does healing. This is what it's truly about, healing. All the work, all the effort, all the deconstructing, all the editing, all the shifting, all the changes, all the coming in to thy own self and being all the listening, all the learning, all the knowing, all the loving of self and your own and of others, all the rest, sleep, staycations, enforced quarantines, trips to the forest and ocean, all the starting over, all the reconnections, all the connections, all the goodbyes and all the new hellos, all the reading, all the writing, all the baking, all the cooking, all the relearning, all of it, all of it. It all boils down to the healing. Here we are healing together, creating something new, something better, something promising, something hopeful. (laughs) So beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you for reading that for us. I think it's such a nice way to end. And thank you, Cheryl, for being a part of this podcast, but also just a part of my social media life. And social media is such a brighter light for me on so many days. I really appreciate you and I'm grateful for your time today and all of your poetry. I hope people do consciously and with purpose and intention follow you without expectation. (laughs) Expectation, but follow you just for the gift that you are. So, and the heartbeat that you bring to the digital world. Thank you. Thanks again. for having me. So I very, really appreciate it. Okay, we'll do another one. We <laughs> need more Chervelle around here. Oh. <laughs> and we will be back next week with another episode, Storytellers. Until then. Thank you for joining this edit of the Unapologetic Stories podcast. If you're ready to share your truth and rewrite your personal life story, connect with me at unapologeticstories.com for all the details on speaker training, storytelling, and strategizing your way through this one big life. 
If you've enjoyed listening, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast listening app or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Unapologetic Anna for new speaker training start dates. Until next time, stay brave, stay unapologetic, and keep bringing in your truth.